You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk more Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Oh, two episodes this yeah. week. Episodes three and four. And uh, this show, I, I feel like this show continues to be good, but yep. the feeling that I'm getting from this show is that... I, in general, I have a feeling this is going to kind of be like a show that's got it's got a lot of sandwich vibes going mm. on for me. Like uh it's going to I feel like it's going to be bookended with very good episodes. Uh yeah. I I thought the show started very very strongly and mm. it's not that these episodes that we're about to talk about are uh, bad in any way. They are not by any means, but no. they feel very much like you know they're setting it. They're setting up the the next you know the final episodes. Yeah, sure. yeah. We're down yeah. to two episodes left, so it feels like um, you know they're sort of just building. They're sort of just building things up. It hasn't been like a consistent uh, blow away episode every episode, but right. uh, everything has been good so far. Okay, so let's yeah. talk about. Episode three, then it's called Destined, and uh, we begin with a flashback. Uh, it turns out that Kamran's mother is not um, Kamala's uh, great grandmother or anything like that, mm-hmm. but sort of close, as we yeah. find out. Her name is Najma, and we do see her in a flashback with her great-grandmother, Kamala's great-grandmother, Aisha, as they discover the bangle. And it's kind of just glossed over, but that bangle is on a very blue arm. Right. And to me, uh, have I've watched my Marvels, and to me yeah. that says Cree. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I saw it and I was like, nobody's gonna talk about the fact that it's a blue arm. Yeah, <laughs> to me, to me that says Cree and Crees are aliens. Uh, we've we've met them a, a few times in the MCU, and uh, there are in the comics there are Cree bangles. There are two of them, mm-hmm. and they kind of do what these bangles do. So, uh, what we do find out about Najma and Aisha is that well Aisha I don't know if Aisha is part of the clandestines 
but Najma seems like she was. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Najma is. You know, we're joined in the present with Najma talking uh, to um, Kamala, and mm-hmm. she's like, "We're part of this group called the Clandestines, but you might better know us as Jin." And Kamala's freaking out, and she's like, "I don't know, no, no, like we're not, we're not like that." Like, you know, that's the, the legend derives from us or whatever, but you know, we're not like scary monsters except kind of they are, uh, but they were the clandestines were a group of Jin who were exiled from the newer dimension, which, Mm -hmm. uh, because I did my homework is, uh, in, uh, in Islamic context, means cold light of the night or heatless light uh which yeah, that doesn't sound good no like <laughs> anybody who's like i'm from the the heatless light dimension like yeah. oh that sounds like a lovely place to to visit <laughs> uh and she notes that aisha is one of them she also reveals that the bangle might be able to help them return from the place that they were exiled and come on they were exiled from that place. Like I mean, they yeah. can't it, it, be good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she asked for uh, Kamala's help though. Kamala agrees, but Bruno being the smart boy, he is warns her that interdimensional travel could be dangerous. Cause duh. Uh, so she asked Kamran one more time to ensure that they can uh, ask for them uh, to have more time to ensure that they can do it safely. And Kamran is like, sure. Um, mm-hmm. But when he approaches Najma about this, she is impatient and tries to force Kamala to help them. Meanwhile, Kamala's brother Amir marries his fiance Taisha, but Kamran crashes the wedding to warn Kamala before the other clandestines arrive. Kamala, Bruno, and Kamran are overpowered by the clandestines while Najma tries to use the bangle, which triggers a shared vision of a train. Then the Department of Damage Control agents arrive on the scene and capture the clandestines, including Kamran, uh, as Kamala and Bruno escape. And as they escape, Kamala's friend Nakia sees Kamala use her powers and is like WTF. Mm-hmm. After they get home that evening, Kam- uh, Kamala's grandmother, Sana, uh, successfully FaceTimes her and reveals that she also saw the vision of the train and then insists that Kamala and Muniba visit her in Karachi. Uh, so yeah. what did you think of episode three? I liked it. I mean, I, I know a little things happened with like exposition to the gin, mm-hmm. but I was really into this wedding. Yeah. Oh, the wedding was a yes. lot of fun. The dancing. The wedding was amazing. It was beautiful. And the dancing, I was like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I have two words for you, Aurora. Brown yes. Jovi. <laughs> the coolest cover band of Amazing. All time. And then they follow that up with Living on a Prayer. That, 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 mm-hmm. like that, that, you hear Living on a Prayer when the fight scene is happening. I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is perfect. Yes. I, in... I love you have to be paying attention to the the singer or whatever, but the Brown Jovi frontman is talking about like, you know, uh, the reason they're Brown Jovi as opposed mm-hmm. to something more specifically 
uh, ethnic is, you know, they play, they play everything. Uh, yeah. Quinceañeras, yeah. bar mitzvahs, like any, yeah. <laughs> anything not white, they're there for it to play, yes. bra- to play Bon Jovi covers. Um, I love it. Yeah, they were awesome. Uh, they were awesome. And I love that Bruno was in the dance too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A part of me is like, okay, our like are Pakistani weddings or you know Indian weddings are they are they just this cool do they have like ceremonial traditional dances they do that are just this cool or I, I've uh, been to an Indian wedding uh, yeah. before and it was amazing really yes yeah um, and it can go for days wow yeah that sounds amazing it, it's amazing, yeah. Great food, great music, yeah. I was gonna say it's like it's either that or they spend weeks rehearsing. Uh, I mean, because they put they, on a show. Yes, they have to rehearse, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was amazing. That was uh, it was that was a lot of fun and yeah, and one of the highlights of the episode. Um, yes, the other yeah. highlight of this episode for me was when Kamala, like immediately, she comes back from the meeting with Najma and the rest of the clandestines. And she's talking to, to Bruno and she's stressed and she just blurts out to him. I'm a gin. (laughs) And Bruno looks at her and goes, and tonic. (laughs) Like he has no idea (laughs) what she's talking about. He clearly doesn't watch, clearly doesn't watch Supernatural. No, no. He he would know what a gin is. Right. I mean, did he play until dawn Aurora? (laughs) Exactly. Right. uh, Yeah. I mean, that's how I know. I know about gin from Supernatural (laughs) and until dawn. Like that's how I, that's how I know about gin. Yeah. Um, what, like, what blew me away about that scene, though, was like she was like, she casually is like, oh, uh, do you know anything about interdimensional travel or the Nord dimension? And he's like, oh, I read a paper about this. And I was like, really? You did? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I, this is the thing about this. And, and I keep this is we made this joke or observation in the first couple of episodes where I'm like, you know, we, we just saw a show where I uh you know, a giant crocodile fought a giant dead bird yeah. in the yeah. over the Great Pyramids of Egypt. And there was just a movie where, you know, Ashram the Judge took up the entire sky of yeah. of planet Earth during Eternals. And there was a a very angry California raisin who snapped away half of existence. <laughs> and um still through all of this Bruno is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've read about the newer dimension. And I'm like, you did not. You're full of shit. <laughs> I was like, wow. You're a liar, Bruno. You're just you're just saying that. You know. Yeah. Um. The the real answer, uh, to this is sort of like, uh, God, maybe it was a line from WandaVision or some somebody asked if anybody knew about some. Oh, it was uh, is actually from Avengers Endgame when uh scott lang was talking to uh black widow and and cap and said something along the lines of like uh are any of you familiar with like interdimensional travel or time travel or something and black widow just sarcastically says only to make conversation (laughs) um like you know like no of course not like why would i know about that stuff yeah yeah, uh like bruno was a super nerd he made his own alexa 
Uh, and he's yeah. a very obviously a, a curious person. He has person. access to a lot of technology that uh, yeah. a teenager should not have. Clearly. I mean, you know, I guess in this MC universe, uh, d- you know, here, Aurora, kids are on their iPads or their yep. phones. But I guess in the MC universe, uh, kids are making their own Alexas and uh, creating miniature Iron Man suits or something like that. Uh, there's an escalation in technology, I guess. So yeah. may- maybe Bruno is doing it. May- yeah. I, who am I, I, I to know Bruno? I do like Bruno, though. I oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that character. No, he's, yeah. he's great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, quickly, uh, we had our, our villains revealed. And, right. I mean, they do feel like kind of B-plot villains, though. Like, their yeah. coolest thing is, like, one guy's got a club and like, where was he even keeping that? And uh, <laughs> like, they got they got some weapons and they can fight and stuff. But it feels like if Kamala knew what she was doing with her powers, like she'd trample them easily. And she kind of still does, mm-hmm. uh, even though she doesn't know what she's doing. Really, uh, can we talk about? Because I feel like this plays into the next episode. Can we talk about how quickly the Department of Damage Control just stopped them? Like they just right. showed up and immediately stopped them and arrested them. Yes. And I, I, I also have to say that every time I see them come in, I'm like, can we have the Department of Damage Control right now in real life? Yeah, we could probably <laughs> use them. <laughs> we could probably use them. Um, yeah, I don't know how they were able to control them so easily. Uh, I mean, they did have weapons. They, ha- they um, have the, uh, uh, some weird weapons. It's yeah. kind of the, they sort of have that signature arc reactor sound yeah, yeah. that Tony Stark's hand repulsors have. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it like incapacitates them or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah uh, they were able to stop them and arrest them relatively quickly. But yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about episode three and what would you give it? Well, in that scene, Bruno and Kamala also were able to get away really easily. Oh yeah. They just, you know, like, like it was nothing. Yeah. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Um, and they, Department of Damage Control didn't follow them or anything. Mm. So I don't know what was that about. But. Well, it's possible that because they knew they were looking for somebody who was ethnically Indian or Pakistani mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with enhanced abilities or whatever, and they happened upon this group and there were several of them there. Yeah, maybe including they including like one of them. Yeah. So yeah, they just yeah. assumed that maybe Najma was the person they were after. Yeah, but yeah. and maybe that's why they let go. I'm, you know, and uh, Kamala is just a kid, so maybe they figure yeah. like, ah, oh, can't be her. She's just a kid, even though Spider Man is yeah. just a kid. But you know, no, um, true. Yeah, I mean, the, the the only other thing that I wanted to point out about this episode was the there's a scene where the Department of Damage Control goes into the mosque, yeah, to oh, ask to yes. look around, yes, um, and what's uh, her name? Nakia. Uh, Nakia, she's like, oh no, you need, you know, to have a warrant. Um, <laughs> she knew, and she, you know, she puts a stop. Like they, they came in and had no respect for that space Mm-mm. whatsoever, and she put them in their place. And then the, um, the other guy said, you know, next time take off your shoes. Like, it's just those little details. Yeah, the imam was like, yeah, and please yeah, I, next I, time I, take off yes. your shoes. Yeah, I, I like it was a. a uh, short scene, but I liked it that they stood their ground and they were like, "Yeah, you're, you're coming in here thinking that you can do whatever you want, but yeah, that's not 
That's not how it goes. So. Uh, and also, I believe it was revealed in this episode that Nakia did make it onto the board she of did. the mosque as well. She did. Yeah. So all like all good and interesting things, although she did seem pretty upset that Kamala did not tell her. That, yeah. But she was also upset that there's a superhero around kind of giving them a bad rap. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. I... I this is the tough thing, right? I, I, it feels like when there's an Avenger con and people are making, you know, Kamala has a YouTube series about like her own mm-hmm. uh, imaginations about what they're up to. Maybe they don't really have a full understanding or idea of why superheroes do what they do. But if they do, then Nakia has totally missed the part that superheroes tend to keep their identities secret because they have targets on their back and they don't want their friends and family or loved ones to be targeted. But the MCU is kind of a different place where a lot of the people have revealed themselves. Like, you know, everybody knows. And If you think about it, most Marvel superheroes, when they start, most people think they're evil. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They have to prove themselves and do something very heroic to show people that, you know, no, they're, there's a a lot of them (laughs) where people are like, this guy seems like a horrible person or a terrifying (laughs) monster. Uh, yeah, that does happen quite a bit. Um, (laughs) yeah, I understand. Um, I gave this episode, I'm going to give it a four. I liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I went a little softer giving it a three and three quarters. Okay. Um, I felt like three and a half might be a little unfair because it mm-hmm. was a fun. Uh, it, it was, was fun. a fun episode yeah. for sure. Okay, let's talk about episode four: Seeing Red. Kamala and Muniba travel to Karachi, Pakistan, to reunite with Sana, who later reveals to Kamala that the bangle is trying to convey a message through the vision of the train, or at least that's what she believes. The next mm-hmm. day. A masked Kamala goes to the train station to investigate, but is attacked by a boy named Kareem, a member of a vigilante group called the Red Daggers that is sworn to protect uh, Pakistan from uh, any crazy folk uh, mm-hmm. in this now crazy MCU world that they all live in. Yep. And he initially mistakes her for one of the clandestines. Kareem takes her to the Red Daggers hideout, where Kamala learns from their leader, Walid, that the uh, clandestines are not trying to get back to where they are from. They are, in fact, trying to break the veil of the Noor dimension, which separates the Jinn's world from ours, in order to expand and take over. So basically, if you've mm-hmm. ever, if you watch season four of Stranger Things, uh, <laughs> it is the storyline from that show. Uh, where there's a thing that wants to turn the right side up into the upside down. And uh, yeah, it's basically kind of that. The clandestines escape from the Department of Damage Control Supermax prison as easily as they were captured. Very easily, yes. Uh, But Najma abandons Kamran for helping Kamala, saying that he he made his decision. Kamala begins training with the Red Daggers to try to master her powers, but they are interrupted by the clandestines who, I guess, caught a red eye out of the country. There's a lot of questions about how they got there so quick. Um, (laughs) A chase ensues during which Walid kills one of the clandestines, but is fatally stabbed by Najma. 
As Kamala and Kareem fend off the rest of the clandestines, Kareem manages to kill one of them when Najma accidentally stabs uh, Kamala's bangle with her dagger, sending Kamala into or back to the Pakistani Indian partition. And that is where we are left. Aurora, what did you think of episode four? Well, I'm going to start with, I have a theory. Okay. My theory is that Kamala is going to be, is using that setting of the partition. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing that she is the one that created the stars for the grandmother. Yes. Right. Creating a time loop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So she is essential for her family story. Yes. Because of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've seen people theorize that what she's going through is just a vision of the Mm -hmm. partition. But to me, I mean, and maybe that's true. But if that's true, she certainly can't have any effect on time. She's just observing. But yeah, I mean, it did. Nobody reacted to her. That's true. And she she is dressed in more modern clothes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. But at the same time, everybody's just trying to get in the, on the train. So I guess mm. they don't care about this girl just walking around. But yeah, it's a that was a particularly uh, that was a particularly difficult scene to listen to. I mean, there's a yeah. lot going on, and it's yes. beautifully constructed, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're listening to some of the dialogue or whatever, it's heartbreaking. You know, listening yeah. to you know parents saying. You know, like I'm, I'm too old to travel, you know, please, please take this money and, and just go. And you're hearing families being separated, you know, uh, that may never see one another again. And, you know, people died there and uh, it's just, uh, there's people just sitting on top of the train, just sort of trying to get it on it. Yeah. That's extremely dangerous. (laughs) Yes. People just try, unless you're Tom Cruise, he does that for a living. Uh, (laughs) He has fight scenes on top of trains, but like, otherwise, unless you're Tom Cruise, don't ride on top of a train. Everybody bad idea. Um, But yeah, what, what, what else did you think of uh, episode four? I mean, I, I did, uh, what's the name? The red daggers. Was it? Yeah. Kareem. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the scene where they meet each other for the first time. They have a little f- fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, Kamala really picked up how to <laughs> use her powers. Yeah. <laughs> I must have watched a lot of like, like Avengers YouTube videos. When has she been practicing videos? this? Yes. <laughs> uh, because she defended, her, you know, she defended herself very well. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I know she's been a little clumsy with her powers, but uh, she's picking it up. Yeah. Um, so I, I I found interesting also in that scene that there was like a mural that she was looking at. And it looked like... Um, yes. It was, an, it was an Ant-Man. Yes, it was Ant-Man. It was Ant-Man? Okay, it was an I wasn't Ant-Man. sure. Yeah. I was like, it looks like someone that has Ant-Man's powers, but I'm not sure if it's Ant-Man. And I was yeah. like... I, I thought it was really interesting that there's this mural in this like <laughs> reconstruction yeah. side in a like train station in Pakistan, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Scott Lang would be thrilled, you know, after that restaurant encounter with those kids that just wanted to take a picture with Hulk. Um, you know, that somewhere in Karachi, someone has yeah. painted a 
a mural of Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but it made me wonder why that section is closed off. Yeah. Because it, ha- it has that mural. And I don't know. It 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 was interesting to me that that mm-hmm. mural was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love, I love her grandmother, too. Oh, yeah. She's lovely. Uh, she has an amazing house, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and we got a sneak, kind of like a sneak peek on, in, to like Kamala's mom's past. Yeah. It seems like she was a rebel, too, mm-hmm. like Kamala, uh, which makes explains why sense. she ex- makes perfect sense. And it explains why she's the way she is with Kamala. Yep. She clearly sees herself in her daughter. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I liked all of that. Yeah, I really like the way that this is heading story-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, impossible not to like. Um, yeah. Kareem, I, I liked their little interaction. I don't remember what he says back to her, but uh, she says something along the lines of like, where did you learn to jump around like that? Ninja Turtles or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he said that uh, Donkey Kong for her. Oh, Donkey Kong. (laughs) And she was just like, fair point. And (laughs) then he drops the come with me if you want to live. And she's like, huh? And he's like, like, no, I just I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I like those little references. Those are all cute. Um, Where this show continues to excel is um, the dialogue feels conversational. Like it feels like, um, yeah. And and good dialogue doesn't always necessarily need to feel like natural conversation to be good dialogue. But, um, I think there's something, especially, uh, when you're dealing with teens, uh, or, or like any, any younger person, like they kind of are developing their own culture and it, like there's something about it. Like with adults, I feel like you you don't have to worry about it as much. But when you're dealing with a, a like a younger person or younger generation, it feels necessary to kind of capture authenticity. Right. Because you know, I feel like uh, teens will watch this, and if it doesn't feel authentic to them, they'll immediately recognize like you know, yep. this was yep. not written by somebody who understands anything about being a being a teen and yeah. Uh, you know, I think, uh, it's also, that's also why it's, I think they saw it important to include, uh, you know, people who are Pakistani or, or otherwise culturally Muslim or anything, uh, else related to, to kind of write and put this show together because Mm -hmm. I feel like people who live that existence too, like they'll know if it feels fake. You know what I mean? And um, so I'm sure they see uh, pieces of their lives in this, which I think all kind of makes it work. And yeah, yeah, uh, I really like they kind of do. uh, She sort of meets like Kamala meets uh, cousins, I think. Yep. Yep. That sort of take her like on a tour through the like the city. Like this is where people started settling after the partition. Mm-hmm. And some of these homes have been here for, you know, for a super long time, et cetera, et cetera. Like there was a lot of a lot of the history and culture and all of the stuff sort of enwrapped around this episode. And the thing about the Red Daggers, I in the comics, Kareem 
is the red dagger. There's no group. He's just the oh, red dagger. Okay. But in the show, obviously they are a group. But there's got to be I more mean, than just Kareem and Waleed. Like they've got a really fancy hideout. Like that's really big. Yes, it can't be for just two people. Like it's, I mean, but now that Waleed is dead, maybe Kareem will take over. Um, yeah. possibly. Yes. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I and I, I can't say for sure exactly what Kamala is going through, and maybe even if it is just a vision, maybe even through a vision, she can still enact the stars or whatever to guide Sana to the train. Yeah, uh, but presumably, we will also meet Aisha and her great grandfather as well, who we saw via like a picture, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably, we will meet them as well um really interesting because only two episodes left so we've got a big thing to sort of build towards uh and i'm I'm curious to see where it goes um Mm -hmm. any final thoughts on episode four (laughs) and what would you give it I just want to appreciate the small scene in the airplane when the uh pilot says that they're about to land and everybody stands up uh, because the I, f- I felt seen. That's yeah. part of my culture, too. Always. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like Puerto Ricans, they will stand up before it's time to stand up. And we will always clap when we land in Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, it, it's always something that shocks other people. Yeah. Aurora so when I saw, yeah, when I saw that, seen. I was like, "Oh, I've, I've seen, I feel seen. Yeah. <laughs> I have been recognized by this show." <laughs> that was really funny. It was like very subtle, but I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm glad that other cultures do it too." Yeah, see, like I didn't get it. Like when that happened, I'm like, "Why are they standing up so soon? <laughs> We're about to land. Doesn't mean we've landed." Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. That's really funny. Uh, well, I'm glad. See, look. And and now you know you're not the only ones. I, yeah, we're not the only ones. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so um, what would you I give? Gave, I, I gave this episode a four as well. Oh, wow. It's been a consistent good show for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I also gave this episode a four. So, mm-hmm. haha, We are mm-hmm. back on the same page, Aurora. Nothing mm-hmm. to worry about going forward. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the next couple of weeks will bring Who us? Knows? Who knows if you'll even be here to talk about them? <laughs> That's true. That's uh, true. Hopefully you will be. Hopefully you yeah. will be. But uh, if not, the podcast will continue um, mm-hmm. with a, a suitable replacement. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, fing- well, I don't know. It really depends on how Aurora is going to view this. I was going to say, fingers crossed you'll be back for next week, but I'm sure there's a part yeah. of you that's like, fingers crossed I'll be <laughs> sleeping right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in the meantime, everybody head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener supported podcast. There are a couple of different ways you can support us if you'd so, uh, if you so choose, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinema geekly. We have the merch store geeklymerch.com and the links for both of those are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, of course you can also find us on Apple podcasts. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time for the penultimate episode, episode five of Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. 